What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It is, depending on whether you're watching live with us on YouTube, because we do go live immediately after every single primetime game, Thursday night, Sunday night, Monday night, we have a live stream that you can watch along with us on YouTube, youtube.com slash pick six. If you're watching right now, we see ya. We know you're waiting out there. Hit the like button. I know it sounds silly. Like, oh, do I need to hit the like button? Yes. If you're if you're hanging out watching this stream, just press the like button and hit the subscribe button. Even my seven-year-old son knows that that is critical for YouTube purposes. Now, joining me, actually, you know what? Before we get to that, I should point out that this podcast, the Pick 6 podcast, is presented by... Oh, yeah. That's right. The Pick 6 podcast presented by Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the NFL. Share a limited edition Bud Light team can with us with us as you listen or watch along. Head to BudLight.com slash delivery now to order. I've got my Panthers bottle right here. Oh, sorry. Wrong camera. I've got my Panthers bottle right here. Undefeated Carolina Panthers. First place, Carolina Panthers. You know who else has one? That's right. John Breach is rocking that Bengals bottle. The first place Cincinnati Bengals. Ryan, can you show us what a last place bottle looks like? Yeah, right here. Yeah! <laughs> the Browns in last place? The the irony of Wilson trying to dunk on you well, with, a, uh, with, again. A, with a Baker Mayfield t-shirt. Again, that's BudLight.com slash delivery to get yours. Obviously, we are recapping Thursday Night Football. I It's, it's a dumb, long, long, dumb story, but I'm essentially reading a very long-winded teleprompter and it's, it's kind of difficult right now uh and obviously in the feed week four picks again youtube.com slash pick six live on thursday or sunday monday thursday however you roll your weeks i go thursday sunday monday uh, and uh look the the in people in the chat right now are congratulating john breach for the w Bengals take down the jaguars 24 to 21 breach Reachabalooza. Before we get to all the information about it, how do you feel? Because um, you you did at one point, uh, some would say halftime when you were losing fourteen nothing, potentially suggest that you would be in a different state of mind when you showed up for the podcast. For instance, two years ago, this team loses fifty-seven to nothing if they're trailing fourteen to nothing at halftime. This year's Bengals, I wasn't nervous at all. I'm kidding. That's My wife all. actually came down after the game, and I told us the first time I felt anxiety during a Bengals game in four years. Uh, I actually thought they were going to blow it and lose to Jacksonville because that was the most Bengals thing possible. We were all getting our primetime jokes out in the first half that, oh, we took Andy Dalton out of Cincinnati, but they still play like crap in primetime. But, oh, my God, for instance, I couldn't have scripted it any better if I had written this for a movie that they went on a field goal, a field goal of all the things in the world. Um, they're in first place now. For the first time since week five, 2018. That was also their biggest comeback since week five, 2018. And uh, I have my good luck Bud Light bottle here that I'm just cradling. Cradle it the whole game. Was, but I'm I'm pretty ecstatic right now. Pretending it was your God, these the comments. A bunch of people like breach of the comments on YouTube. That's exciting. Um there's something to be said for being a decent person, Brinson. You can learn something from that. Uh <laughs> People are coming to coming to Brent's to Brent's defense, Benson. <laughs> they get the Benson comment, but people uh, are excited because this lovable loser is three and one, and he did. Yeah, did. but I, I will say this: Breach isn't like trying to give it to every Bears fan that's ever said something uh, derogatory About towards my kid. Him. 
No, not every Bears fan said that. Most of the people I give it to are like saying, I don't, I'm not like out here just That's... blindly. I mean, this is not about me. This is about breach, okay? This is I... you. This is you trying to deflect from I'm your anxiety of the Eagles being better than the Steelers. In Wilson's I defense, I feel like he came to that acceptance in about the third quarter last week. Yeah, earlier. Trust me. <laughs> earlier than that. We uh, might be getting angry Wilson this year. No, I'm not. I, I am. Uh, what, we went through this with Philip Breach. You weren't on the podcast because you were on one of your 27 vacations. When Philip Rivers retired, we went through all the phases of what was what the phases of uh, anger, acceptance, whatever it was. Remember that? Denial, grief. Yeah. yeah. So I, I'm in whatever the last more anger. Of, yeah, I'm fine with it. But I, I legitimately happy for Breach. We won't see any passive aggressive Breach this year because the Steelers are already out of it. We'll just see happy Breach and anxious Breach. Steelers. Yeah, so there it is. Well deserved. That's breach. a good point. If breach breach gets breach, you get ten days. Well, not, no, not ten days in first place. You get ten days of a tied first place. You're a big Vikings fan all of a sudden. Well, I mean, look at who the AFC North plays this weekend. The Ravens play an undefeated Broncos team. The Browns play. The Lamar Vikings. has a Lamar has a bad back. Two games that uh, the Browns and Ravens they could easily lose this weekend. Easily, completely possible. What about I mean, the Steelers? Entirely, the Steelers? Well, I'm going to bring the Steelers up, Ryan, but I mean, I don't think anyone's betting on the Steelers to beat the Packers. Like, literally no one. I haven't met anyone, and I've talked to people, a lot of people. None of them are betting on the Steelers. That's Sorry. True. I didn't want to be about it. I'm fine with that. I thought it was interesting. Joe Burrow came out to MVP chance. I thought it was more interesting that the Bengals went into halftime down a substantial number of points, 14 to nothing should have been 21 to nothing. I would say should that have been 21 very... to three, but Breach's favorite player missed a field goal. That's right. The Bengals missed a field goal in the first half. Um, it, it was pretty obvious what the problem was. Sorry for the shaking my camera there. I was trying to close a bunch of, yeah, smash that like button. If you like, if you like John Breach being happy and you like me being miserable, smash that like button. And if you just like half those things, smash yeah. the like button. You have to um, like both of them. I thought it was pretty obvious that the Bengals came out with a really good game plan and a good script on the first drive. They were letting Joe Burrow dink and dunk. Tyler Boyd was picking up yards after the catch. You could throw down, you can throw down field on the Jaguars all you want. It is it is free yardage if you want to throw on Jacksonville. Free and money. then they 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 got down there and the drive stalled in the red zone. They ended up having to kick a field goal. They missed the field goal. Jacksonville goes down, I believe, scores on the next drive. And then for the rest of the half, Zach Taylor's whole plan was just jamming Joe Mixon in between the tackles, whether left, right, you know, up the middle, whatever. It, that's it was it was a it looked bad, man. And credit to the Bengals, I guess. Joe Burrow mentioned that they came out of the halftime and they decided to go empty set more often to spread it out and open it up. And it was they got whatever they wanted in the passing game. So I don't know whether to be excited for the yes. Bengals that they figured it out in the second half or worried that Zach Taylor couldn't figure it out in the first half. What do you think? Well, I think it all comes down to you have to beat bad teams. So if they lose this game, that's a catastrophe. That is an absolute catastrophe. That would have been vintage Bengals getting all excited and they lose a game they were supposed to win. And so the fact that they did rebound – that looks great on them. And you know what's funny? Of all the teams in the world that should not even be talking about trap games, it is the Bengals. It's a primetime game. It's in Cincinnati. But they played the Steelers last week. Huge rivalry, obviously. Uh, you know, 
they want to be Pittsburgh so bad because the Bengals win so often two in a row. Oh, Brinson. Oh, up high, down hard. I'm sorry, I'm bringing a different uh, equipment setup here. Yeah, we fell asleep, Breach. Go ahead. (laughs) And then the Bengals leave. I can't like see. The Bengals play the Packers next week. So now you have these 0-3 Jags coming into town. And you're thinking, (laughs) my God, this team blew a 19 to 10 lead at halftime of the Cardinals. Mm. They got blown out by the Houston Texans. There's no way we're going to lose. And you come out and fall flat on your face. And Brinson, you, what you said about the first half is absolutely true. You look at that first drive, Joe Burrow went six to seven for 74 yards. The rest of the half, he went two for five for 21 yards. It's not even the 21 yards. It's they only threw five passes. And, and Joe Mixon had five runs for 14 yards and a half. So it's not like they were running a ton of plays, but there's no, you know, I know coaches ideally love to have that 50, 50 split, but when Jacksonville has a secondary, that you can throw all over. You don't need a 50, 50 split. You go 80, 20. And then, you know, they, they I, adjust I at halftime. Zach, Zach Taylor treated this game like all of us were treating it, which is to say that he expected the Bengals to go score a touchdown on their first drive. And then to stop the Jaguars. And then they were just going to feed Joe Mixon for the entire first half, melt clock, force Trevor Lawrence into bad situations. And the 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 uh, the variable that he couldn't account for was that Urban Meyer, out of pure desperation to try and win a freaking football game, decided to actually use Trevor Lawrence's strengths to his benefit and run a bunch of RPOs and let get Trevor Lawrence, you know, use him to run a game on third and short, use him in, in the red zone with his – the dude is 6'6 and runs like a 4'5". You know, I mean, why hasn't this been happening longer? This is one of the staples of what Clemson did was utilize Trevor Lawrence's legs, especially when the, the the traditional offense wasn't working. And so that's what got Jacksonville going. Credit to the Bengals' defense because they adjusted to it and Lawrence was a lot less mobile in the second half. So, again, like I, I don't want to – I mean, I think you know, the, the Bengals were down 14 nothing at half. Could have been twenty one nothing. Could have been twenty one three. And that goal line stand back. was the game. I mean, like you, when you look back on it, it yes. if Jacksonville scores there, Cincinnati's not coming back and winning this game. No, that's that's not true. I, I, I don't think you're scoring. Breach. I know the Bengals way better than you. Trust me. <laughs> was your dad there at halftime? By the way. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's good. You didn't you didn't talk about that. Yeah, he huh? had to watch a game winning field goal. They honored the fortieth anniversary of the Super Bowl sixteen yeah. team. Oh, that's cool. Ha ha ha! They celebrated a team that lost in the Super Bowl. That's the most Bengals thing. Ever. But. No, at least he got to see. At least it wasn't an ass beating, so that's good. At least he got to see a win. And as you mentioned, Evan McPherson game winning quick. So a couple things, Britson, you're exactly right. I like the idea of using Trevor Lawrence more to run the ball. What I don't understand is why you ran that play on fourth and goal, where it's sort of an RPO. He's six six, as you mentioned. He's two thirty five. Go straight up the middle. But I mean, that's right. His wingspan. Let him, is, let him do the Drew Brees, but not at five nine. I mean. So that's idiotic. Number one, Um, that was a concern for me. Number two, um, let me get the the numbers right here. Tie ball game, fourth and two. They're on the Cincy 38. They go for it. Very nice throw to LaVisca Chenault. Keep the drive going. I think they eventually score. Uh, The, you know, the fourth down decision bot created by Ben Baldwin says go for it there. Slightly over kicking a field goal. Great. Then it's tied fourth and four at the 50-yard line with 540 to go in the fourth quarter, and you punt. And you're basically punting to lose. What does the fourth down bot say there? Because so the, here's here's my take on that. Let me tell I you. I believe that was a 96 percentile surrender index punt. That's exactly right. Here's what the fourth down bot says in terms of win percentage breach. You go for it, 43% chance you win. 
You punt it, 38% chance you win. If you are Cliff Kingsbury, kick a field goal, it's 27% chance you win from the 50. So, and 5% is not a huge difference because I understand. Uh, it, 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 it is a huge difference. Five it, this is a pretty massive difference. It's not it, the it, first quarter. If this is fourth and one, you go for it. But fourth and four. Five, if, 5% win probability is enormous. Oh, okay, well, yes. can I explain why He's I don't like think Meyer made a horrible decision? Can you like, explain why you're bad at math? Please, go ahead. 5%? My, uh, AK AK's like she's like there's a ninety like there's a ninety eight percent chance this won't happen. She's like what about the other two percent? So at that at this point in the game, Jacksonville only had one timeout. So if they don't get this, you're almost surrendering the game because Cincinnati only needs to get one first down. And you are zero and three. You've lost what nineteen games in a row. But what since do you have to only lose? needs a field goal. You get one or two first downs. It's game over. You don't have any timeouts if you're Jacksonville. That's it. It's game As over. As Brinson noted, they could not stop the Bengals. There was no stopping the Bengals. Josh Allen was on the sidelines for the last four minutes the, of the game. The idiots running the Bengals figured out, oh, my God, if we pass, they can't stop us. They just well, I think that's what Urban Meyer was hoping. God, this coach was such a buffoon in the first half. Maybe he'll come back and do some dumb stuff you in the second him, half. Do you see him after the game? The Urban's wall, like wandering around midfield. He's like, what does this guy look who's, like? Who is Zach Taylor? What does he look like? And who am I looking to hide, like to, to give a, a handshake so, to? Breach, you are punting there. You're okay with punting fourth and four tie. No, ball game? I am saying that I understand why he punted. I think that I would consider punting the. Uh, I'm again fourth and one, <laughs> fourth and one or fourth and two. I'm definitely going for it. Fourth and four, I think, is more of. Uh, I'm having more of a debate in my head. Okay, well that's why you're a loser. In general, uh, my Ooh. team's in first place. So our, our our good friend of the podcast, good friend of the good friend of the podcast, Jordan Dejani notes uh, and, and Pete Prisco quote tweeted him with a classic Prisco quote tweet. Wow. Which you can see on YouTube again, youtube.com slash pick six. If you're watching right now on the live stream, first of all, we do these live streams every Sunday, Monday, and Thursday. If you're watching on the live stream, press the like button, smash that like button for breach. Cause he got a W anyway, Pete's silly retweet, which is just unnecessary. Just hit the retweet button. Urban is legitimately heartbroken. Keeps talking about the good guys and good hearts. He has in the locker room. Apologize to reporters because his quote head is spinning. Hmm. Okay. Hey, Brinson, let me ask you this because I know Breach's answers. I think sounds like I, he's getting ready to go to USC. I said, I'm just saying, if, if you know, I got a question. Sure. He has complained about dizziness in the past. I'm, sorry, I'm not going to do this. Sorry, yeah, go ahead. Just stop talking. I have a very important question. So I said this before, after the 2020 draft, even before Trevor Lawrence had begun his junior Ooh, season at Clemson. I like this question. Would you rather have Joe Burrow? or Trevor Lawrence for the next 12 years or whatever it is. I said Joe Burrow, but even before Trevor Lawrence played his final season, Brady Quinn and, and Pete Briscoe disagree with me. What do you say, Brent? Knowing what you know now. In a vacuum, I will take Trevor Lawrence, but I think it's very close. Breach, I'm assuming you're going with Joe Breachborough? I am going with Joe Breachborough. Okay. I, I don't want to bet against Joe Burrow. Yeah, it's close. Yeah. Oh, how about this? In fact, uh, how about this? For an ice cold take, I think it's a great ice cold take. Because that right, ice cold take presented by Bud Light. I let's say I'm the GM of the Panthers, right? For hashtag for the fans, and I am given the first overall pick after every single NFL team is forced to release every single starter that they have on their roster. Obviously, I'm picking a quarterback. I think that the quarterback I'm taking number one overall is probably Trevor Lawrence. And I know that sounds crazy, but you see what he's capable of doing. 
at any given moment. The throw to Agnew on the sidelines. Every week he does those. He's got this insane mobility at 6-6. He can read defenses. He is, we know, I mean, I feel like we've, everyone's comfortable that his off-field persona is mostly spotless. I mean, who knows? He's a terrible person. I think he's a pretty good person. (laughs) And I, I guess, I mean, I guess my point is that I would, I would take Trevor Lawrence. Is this crazy? I would take Trevor Lawrence first overall if I was doing a draft yeah. of all available people. That's insane. I'd I mean, be Mahomes first, I guess. Mahomes first. Justin Herbert. I might take Justin Herbert before anyone else. No, sorry. I was I was thinking non-Mahomes version. I'm, I'm an idiot. So non-Mahomes version. Uh, Herbert would be fine, but I would go Trevor Lawrence, I think. And Joe Burrow's right there. But the ice cold take is that I'm taking Trevor Lawrence over Joe Burrow, even though it terrifies me to bet against Joe Burrow. I'm mainly doing it because of the injury history. And I think Trevor Lawrence's general physical skill set is borderline unrepeatable. I'm looking forward to Debo's YouTube poll of Joe Burrow, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Herbert, and Josh Allen and see how that well I think the Josh one Allen's thing right there too, yeah. interesting <laughs> is that I forgot about Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. And Ben Roethlisberger. They're really. just starting to scratch the surface of what Trevor Lawrence can do. I mean Brinson, you were tweeting about this during the game and I think a lot of people on Twitter were shocked that like what was Urban Meyer doing the first three weeks of the season trying to run this offense that Trevor He was Lawrence, on the phone with USC Breach. You can't do two things at once. Trevor Lawrence looks silly. This was like the whole thing about Matt Nagy and Justin Fields how he was trying to force his offense out his quarterback's throw, even though right. there's no reason you need to be doing that. And so now for this game on a three-day short week, which is I think kind of caught the Bengals off guard, that they completely revamped their offense that quickly and said, All right, you know what? Trevor, that is a red you... flag, by the way, on the Bengals that they <laughs> weren't prepared for this. Like, well, to be fair, it was like Urban Meyer said, Hey Trevor, call Dabo Sweeney, get get your playbook from Clemson. We're gonna run that here and uh let's go. I think this is and Breach, you, you actually picked the Bengals to win seven or eight games or whatever it was. But I think this is all gravy, and we're four weeks into the season for the Bengals. Like, no one expected them to do this except Breach. They're three and one. They're in first place. You, you take it. And by the way, this is what happened, in some sense, what happened last you know, year. gravy. You know what it is, Wilson? It's a beautiful, shiny, unveiled for the fans, can of Bud Light. That Breach is holding right now because that's right. The NFL season is here to celebrate. Bud Light just unveiled their limited edition cans designed for the fans. There's a custom design for each fan base. Of course, we had some tonight. I got Panthers. Breach goes Bengals. Wilson sadly drinks the Steelers Bud Light. And it's- that's because he drank them all during that loss last week. And we will crack a couple more on Sunday. They're hitting stores right now, and they're the only beer you want to have in your fridge this season. You got friends over. Perfect. You can just toss your buddy an aluminum can. You don't have to worry. You know, Wilson Kane's got a glass bottle, but uh, Steelers fans may be throwing those. And anyway, head over to BudLight.com slash delivery to find out how to get yours delivered now. What I was going to say so, before you so politely interrupted me is that this is feels sort of probably like 15% of what happened last year with Kevin Stefanski, the Browns, and that they built confidence and it steamrolled. Well, they got to the playoffs. That was be the Chiefs, which is pretty impressive. But it parlayed itself into what we're seeing now, a team that's playing with a lot of confidence in Cleveland, who is currently still in second place to the Bengals. But my point is that this gives Zach Taylor, buys him some time, clearly, for that eight-year deal he's about to get. But it builds confidence with the other players. They didn't have T. Higgins. You can build on that. Joe Mixon went out with some sort of lower body injury. We'll see how that plays out. But P. Ryan came in and was just steamrolling, guys, because the Jaguars' defense is straight-up dog do. Uh, so I think it's... All good. Logan Wilson might be the best defensive player in the league. He's better than Chase Young and, and TJ Watt put together right now. 
So breach, I would imagine on a <laughs> breach bingle scale of one to ten, you're probably you're like north of eight. I would feel like. Uh, yeah, I mean four and zero would be a ten. So I'll say I'll say four nine. is a freaking seventy two. What are you talking about? I, I'll say I'm a nine, Wilson. Well, because that sounds ridiculous. What's your, what do you mean? He's he's nine. You're three and one after four weeks. You're a nine. Nine yeah, and ten. Be, That's pretty good. You could absolutely. There we go. I'm, I'm trying to avoid wheeling down. We're reading um, tweets. Worst case scenario, McPherson can Jim breach us to a win. That the worst case. If the worst case scenario is getting a McPherson field goal to win the game, that is a worst best case scenario. So <laughs> that's exactly what happened. Uh, but no, I, I think that if Mixon is injured for any extended period of time, and obviously he's going to have 10 days before the next game, so that's a good thing. But he's such a huge part of the offense, and he's a big reason why they're three and one. And he was banged up last year, and the offense didn't just just doesn't run as efficiently if he's not in there. So that would be that's why I'm not a 10, Brinson. I'm worried about Mixon. You give me a Mixon health update, I'll bump up to a 10. Okay. Um, Tyler Boy, uh, Mixon carries o- over did not hit. He got 16 for 67 yards, and that was mainly because of just how the game script went. I gave out Joe Burrow under completions or passing attempts. That did not hit. Again, because of game script, Tyler Boyd over receiving yards on the podcast was a slammer jammer. CJ Uzama won somebody a million dollars tonight. How about that? Legitimately, or you just over? No, like the guy who won the million dollars in DraftKings had CJ Uzama as his captain. Good for him. And then a bunch of other, other, I'll confirm. It was. Well, why you look that, by the way, let me. Oh, uh, no. Here, let me let me finish real quick oh, for you. Oh yeah, CJ Zama wants to buy five hundred grand. All right, keep talking. Uh, I got the the Joe Burrow over two sixty. Hold on, I got one more. Also got the Jaguars covering. So, ooh, you did get that. I was okay, wrong. So, I was wrong right, on Trevor right, Lawrence. So listen, so listen, I was this, wrong this, on Trevor Lawrence's two picks. However, so, two so this guy, this there's a guy who was in first place, winning a million dollars. This is tough, and he he's winning a million dollars. And he ends up winning fifty grand, which is very nice, but not a million dollars, because the two two guys leapfrogged him by a point uh, six points because they had McPherson who hit the game winning field goal. Those guys awesome. deserve the money. Then that other guy should have McPherson. You're you're thinking that you're winning a million dollars, and then and one of those guys, Jim Breach. Good job, Jim. He would have texted um, me by now, I think, if he had won the million. He's on his way to I, Vegas. I would hope. <laughs> I'm guessing that Jim Breach didn't have a DraftKings lineup. You never know. You never, never know. know. Why wouldn't he have DraftKings? He knows the NFL better than all of He's us. He's not called Good Time Jim for nothing. That's right. Bad Time John, Good Time Jim. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. Before we get to what's next for these teams, I would point out. Better props. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Well, I'll throw some well, out real quick. YouTube comments. Wilson's better on props. Yes, Wilson puts up the. He's like, I will take the uh, <laughs> the over one ninety. Oh, oh! Every week, they my props are coming through. Uh, watch, yeah, watch HQ Wednesday night at six forty five, and watch. Me I'm on the show the- with you, bro. I watch it. And you're watch- losing, and I'm winning. Dangerous. I think I gave out Tyler Boyd's over receiving yards, didn't I? You made the prop. You tell me, genius. Oh. He, he caught nine catches for 118 yards. No, a couple of fantasy notes here. Oh, man, Trevor Lawrence had a putrid game. He also, you said he was going to have over interceptions on the. Yeah, I got that on, wrong. 
I yeah, said that while you were interrupting. That didn't hit. 17 to 24 for 204. James Robinson appears firmly entrenched as. <laughs> well, Travis Etienne's dead, so he's not going to well, be I mean, But, but, but I mean, Robinson ran really well in this game. He did. He, he ran very hard. That had been trouble. 18 carries, 78 yards, two touchdowns. Um, Lawrence, if, if Trevor Lawrence, now what gets interesting is if he starts running like this every week, that dramatically changes his ceiling as a fantasy quarterback. Eight carries, 36 yards, and a touchdown. You don't and, want to run it like that. Eh, probably not. You got to manage it. LaVisca Chenault, who is, is probably dropped in a lot of leagues this past week because he just wasn't getting a lot of run. The coaching staff, by all accounts, didn't love him. Uh, seven targets, six catches, 99 yards. DJ Chark has a fractured ankle, so probably done for an extended period of time. Oh, it was fractured. Season. That's too bad. I was going to say he was out. I didn't know what the extent of it yeah, was. Yeah, he was okay. carted off. So First if series. that's the case, then Chenault is going to be a must-add because of his role in an offense for a team that should be trailing almost 90% of the time. I mean, and this the, the problem. Marvin Jones' usage was very surprising here. The guy, These guys can't get open. Like LaVisca Chenault, I love LaVisca Chenault. He's Anquan Bolden is what I called him since he came out of Colorado, but he ain't a burner. They don't have any burns on this team. Like the argue the best wide receiver on this team right now is Dan Arnold, who arrives you know five days ago. He's a tight so, end. Yes. Well, he's you still catch the ball as a tight end. If I the last time I checked, my point is the, that um, if Mixon is, I don't we haven't seen what Mixon was dealing with right, but if he is hurt, the Bengals have the Packers, Lions, Ravens, and Jets over the next four weeks, that would be enticing for Samaje P. Ryan as a pickup this uh, this coming week just because of how aggressively the Bengals run. Almost how much of, of it, how much of an overcorrection is it to put Uzama on your roster? Uh, tight end is terrible this year, so not crazy at all. Okay, there you go. Yeah, I don't know how many... You should, although I, Michael Irv was on the post game like, this is the first of many multi-touchdown games for C.J. Uzama. I said, well, let's... Maybe season to the future. Who knows? Maybe, so. Maybe he's from the future. That was Maybe he's one. the playmaker. By the way, Breach, are you well, cutting Jamar Chase? He didn't, have, he didn't have a touchdown catch this game. I should. I should. Because no I drops, actually thought he was going to score. You know what, though? Burrow still got his two touchdown passes. And you know why that is interesting? I only not. three quarterbacks ever before this year, only three second-year quarterbacks, had thrown two or more touchdown passes in each of their first four games. Burrow? Dan Marino, Peyton Manning, and Kurt Warner. I got another fun fact for you, Breach. You may know this, but if not, uh, if you do, I'll just say it for the listeners. All three um, are in the Hall of Fame. That means Burrow's going to the Hall of Fame. Thank you. Jamar Chase has four touchdowns, all on vertical routes. That is one more than the Bengals had all of last season on the deep touchdown passes. Yikes. Jamar Chase, certified good. Certified not terrible. Certified not terrible. He's maybe the steal of fantasy. Uh, Dan Arnold... Probably worth looking at. He'll get more looks. He's been there five days, and he was a relative, uh, relatively integral to what they needed. I don't know. To do. He's been there five days. I think it's like three days. Whatever days. He's. You know, I mean, he, I was saying he's been. He he was traded on Monday, and he and he got two targets for twenty nine yards, and Manhurts got one target for seven yards. Farrell one for seven. Hollister one for five. Yeah, not great. I don't know. Um, I don't know when the, I don't know when this win's coming for this team, the Jaguars. Okay, so next I, up I mean, the- Jacksonville has played 
interesting. Like, <laughs> now, that's, I know this is crazy. One way this, to is, put it. I, this is, well, it's crazy because look, they blew a 14 0 lead. That was the, the 10th biggest comeback in franchise history for the Bengals. That's uh, I mean, 14 points. Uh, sorry, this is the truth, Brenton. It might be pathetic. It might be because the, they never trail by that much. Pathetic. That's why they never trail by that much. Oh, he missed. Uh, he missed. Oh, and he made it. But if you look at Jacksonville, just real quick, you know, we are making fun of how badly the how badly Jacksonville ran their offense the first three weeks. Despite that, they played the Broncos. They were only trailing 10 to 7 in the third quarter, and they were up 19 to 10 on the Cardinals in the third quarter. So Trevor Lawrence threw just the worst pick six of all time. So, like, this team has been in it in the third quarter of three of their four games. So I wouldn't be shocked if they kind of surprised. I mean, they play the Dolphins in London. We know Jacksonville turns into the – uh, you know, Tom Brady's the super Tom Brady's when they go to London, they they surprise everyone. They've got a game in London in two weeks. I could see them winning well, that. Well, well, in 10 days, they play the Titans at home. Then they've got the Jaguars. I mean, the Dolphins, excuse me, as a home team in London. Um, they do get their bye there. Then at the Seahawks. Oh boy. The yeah. I mean, Bills show, at me, home show me something. Week 12 at that's Colts versus circle. 49ers. You, if, if they don't win this Titans game, or that Miami London game, it, maybe, we're, we're probably getting to Thanksgiving without a W for him. Maybe the Colts. I mean, we'll see. Maybe where Carson, Colts, yeah. Maybe Carson wins in his ankles. Uh, but week twelve, well, maybe Carson uh, wins in the seventy-five percent playing snap percentage that they get out of. But yeah, so if the Colts they can't get a win in Indy, or the Falcons they can't win at home against the Falcons, then you have the Jets in week sixteen and, and the Texans in week fifteen. So I mean, there are opportunities, and you know there isn't a except for the, the Browns team that lost 50 games in a row with Hugh Jackson there. There isn't a huge disparity between, as Breach mentioned, they had they were up 19-10 to 10 against the Cardinals. They were up 14-0 against the Bengals. This is not an 0-17 team. Yeah, it's close. It does feel like, I mean, I, two wins. I think Trevor team, Lawrence is, yeah, I agree with that. I think so. This team, team. this team is better than last year's 1-15 team only because of Trevor Lawrence, and that's Correct. it. And Ryan they, just mentioned 50 straight losses by Hugh Jackson's Browns. <laughs> Uh, he's exaggerating, but Jacksonville did just tie the record for the second most losses of the Super Bowl era. Tied the Detroit Lions, and the number one is the 1976 Buccaneers, who lost, I believe, 26. Is that the uh, the the Matt Millen winless? Matt, I mean, obviously Marty Morningway was the coach, but Matt Millen was the GM. No, that, it wasn't that, Marty. That, their 0-16 season was included in that 19-game losing streak, and then they had. 26 so they're tied for the second longest losing streak uh in the super bowl era. i think the third tied for the third longest losing streak in nfl history if you go back before the super bowl era do you want the jaguars to break the record i kind of did they'd have to lose seven more it's possible that's the thing <laughs> we just looked at their schedule that ain't that crazy seven more their next six they've got two winnable games maybe is the falcons is that one two three four or five, the Falcons would be to tie the record. That's a winnable oh, game. Boy. By the way, it was Rod Marinelli, not Morningwick, right? Uh, uh, yeah, good call. Yeah, I don't want to. Did Marty Morningwick coach him, though? Yeah, I, I yeah. believe he was on the staff at one point. I think he did coach him. All right, so moving forward for the Bengals. Again, as I mentioned, Packers at home, at Lions. Breach definitely believes they can beat the Packers at home. There's no doubt about that. Hey, at Lions, that. Breach feels like that's a lock win. At, they have three straight road games, but it's at Lions, at Ravens, at Jets. Bre Breach currently thinks that's worst case two and one. 
And then they For those are three? the Browns and at the Raiders. So of those six games breached. Well, I think you just look at the five before the bye. Look at the five before the yeah, bye. The Packers and then at Lions, at Ravens, at Jets, and then Browns what, at home. What would you, as the preeminent Bengals fan on the planet, sign for heading into the bye? What would be the records? You're, you're three and one right now. You got five games before the bye. What would you sign for? I would be. It, it, I would not be fine with it, but if they were. I'm saying like right now, I okay. offer you this is happening. You go to the bye with it, and you don't even have to worry about watching the games. You're guaranteed. What would if you sign for? I, I would. I would Dan want. Abrams. I would Live. want. <laughs> I would want seven and two. Oh, come on. close out the ad. But I, I feel like five and four. Most Bengals fans would be okay with that. You don't I'm want it because you. that means going two and three in the next five. But five. If you told a Bengals fan in July that they were going to be five and four going to the Week Ten bye, they would be you ecstatic. Signing for five and four, you coward! No, I'm not signing. I said seven. I six and three. Six and three. You'd you sign for six and three. I'd sign for six and three. Yeah. I, I think they're going to go three and two in these next five. They could do it. They wait, could upset. Wait, no, I disagree with that. I guess the they could you upset think they're the not going to go three and two in the next five. Well, I just think you have two wins on that. Like the and Lions, then I the think Jets. they upset one of the three of the yeah. Packers. Right. Right. I don't know if I would definitely sign for three and two. Like I might get greedy and get like our boy Clarence is saying five and four. He's giving them the Lions and the Jets, and lo- I, I think they'll beat one of the three: the Packers, Ravens, and Browns. Okay, actually, I think that, yeah, I guess I guess that works. You'll sign. You just give me one of those upsets for six and what do we say six and three going to the bye, and you're feeling very good about your playoff chances. Here's the hope, and they're three and six. God, that would be incredible. <laughs> Very good. And then at the end of the season, you have a, a span where you play five or six at home. So do you want to read this this comment, Brent? No, let's take comes- some questions from the chat. Uh, Jonathan Dunn asks, which will happen <laughs> first, the Jaguars win a game or Wilson stops welching and gets his tattoo? Well, I mean, I would imagine Jonathan knows the answer. Breach. This- oh, sorry, go ahead. I no, you said breach. Your team's right, Ryan one. Get the. Well, I'll just ask Ryan there, on bro. the podcast. Ryan, are you okay with a Ryan Finley face on your arm? If you send me the mock-ups, we can talk about well, it. You, mock-ups cost money. I got to get a designer. It costs time. Well, I, I, I can't get twenty pictures. Draw something. Just sketch something yes. out. Like I can't a, like sketch. A five-year-old and say, "This is what I'm going to pay somebody to do." Will you do this if it's X size? This is well, not. We, we did that in August. We did one with a Wilson volleyball. We did one with. Yeah, you, you can your ideas, for instance. Art. Yeah, just give me ideas. I can take it to the tattoo artist and they can do the math. That's like asking, I'm not, I'm not asking you to build me a car so I can drive home. You, you go to the car lot. You, you give me some recommendations. I go to the car dealer and say, hey, I want a Lamborghini. You're like, oh, I got to build a car in my garage and bring it over to your house. No, dummy. Just get ideas. That's what it sounds like. It sounds like you Breach. already built a car. Breach. Take your hands. Pick up a crayon or a pencil or a pen. I have a pen and right here. on a piece of paper. I mean, dear draw Lord. out in crude serial killer fashion. Yes, three things that you would like Wilson to get, and Wilson can say yes, no, no, or no, no, no. Call a tattoo shop. I'll go right down there. And but Ryan, do you want another? Like, do you want Ryan? Are you okay with having Ryan Finley's face on your body? I prefer or not. Would you prefer or not? Okay, those are things that help me. This is, this is expensive. And it's going to take time. Ryan Finley's face. Let's just get this tattoo done and put this stupid <laughs> bet to to bed. I love that we're angry at this <laughs> dumb dumb for uh, doing the the easy uh, part. 
And you're the one the people are like Wilson's welching. And I, I mean, at this point, I feel like Wilson might not be welching. I will go down there this weekend and get it done. I'm waiting for this numb nut to, to get the wheels. Bridge, in you're, you're, you're playing with dangerous karma not to get this taken I care will of. Draw the a tattoo, but you'll one. see how crude these drawings are. And then you're like, That's well, fine. the tattoo artist is going to laugh at you. No, but they're not going to take the piece of printer paper that you give Wilson <laughs> And like hold it up to his body and jab it with needles. Well, I understand that, but they're yeah, going to have to make a, a, a more common drawing and then yeah. tattoo it on his body in yeah. small fashion. They're going to yes. be like, "Was this guy drawing a pickle?" And Ryan's going to be like, "No, that's a football." No, we're, who cares? We're, you're going to give him an idea, and they're going to make art out of it. And by the way, why would he care if I got something goofy on my arm? Why would he care what it looked like? Because he's he can't draw. I mean, Wilson's not going to approve this like like stick man stabbing a football. <laughs> I mean, like it's like three to five gonna... sketches breach. We'll go from there. My wife. This is There's actually a, a good idea from Lloyd Baltimore. What have you got? Benson sucks. <laughs> I, I'm done. <laughs> Get Benson sucks and graffiti style lettering. Done, Lloyd. It's like F, 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 Benson. Yeah. God, Breach, you're so infuriating. Let's take some quick questions from the chat and we'll get out of here. Caleb, if, if you have a question about the Bengals, Breach, the tattoo, anything, uh, let us know. Again, youtube.com slash pick six. If you're watching and you haven't hit that like button, please hit the like button. Uh, Caleb Campson asks, so is Zach Taylor a good coach now, or is Joe Burrow just coming alive? Do you want to have the conversation that you had with Breach earlier about your coach of the year bet? Did you make that? How do you have this stuff, Debo? I hate you. Oh, there it is. Thank you, Brent. <laughs> look, at this, look at this guy. Debo is the best producer on the planet. That is Will Brinson's private conversation with us. He trashes he trashes Zach Taylor for three straight weeks, weeks and I then is asking me, asking me if I think this question. is a good – and then he is asking me if he should make a bet on Zach Taylor to win coach of the year. That is Will Brinson in a nutshell. And I did say I was a little worried about the Jags game, but if they got past that, I felt I felt okay about it. Let me see if I did I make it. I and I, I said if they got the 10 wins, I feel like he could probably win it. And I said, Do you think they can get the 10 wins? That should dictate whether or not you make the bet. Well, if they get to six and three, they're there are good ways there. Yes. I don't well, I mean, I it's all right, so. The problem is you got to deal with you know, if if the Panthers are legitimate and can make it to ten wins. Matt Rule get heat. Sean McVay is definitely going to be in the conversation. Um, but is he a good coach? That's the question. Oh is it, well, I, I just meant from the if the Bengals win nine or ten games, Zach Taylor's probably getting that award. He's getting a four year extension. Is what he's getting. That's sure. Oh my god! Oh, what, I, uh, Brandon Staley is the problem. That's right. The Chargers. Yeah. So Who's right now, show all see those. Andrew up there. Kingsbury, get him off that list. Oh, Taylor down to 20 to one. You see him move, moving lines, baby. Um, oh, if the Chargers win, if the Chargers Arthur win the AFC West, or the Char what is Arthur Smith doing there? It's his it, first time. They picked up a win, man. They might go on a run. You never if, know. If, if the Chargers win the AFC West and take down the Chiefs, it is a no doubt, no brainer, Brandon Staley. I mean, and if any team wins the AFC West besides the Chiefs, that coach is going to win it. What is the parlay on Brandon Staley, Coach of the Year, and Justin Herbert, Player of the Year, MVP? Uh, I mean, that's that's the that's the bet. Well, Debo, Call click, I, I click uh, seven to one on uh, Brandon Staley. Let's see if we can parlay these, and then go back to our. There we go. Look at this. You can watch this. Yeah, uh, just intriguing live live betting on. Uh, wow, well, Debo, Debo's actually doing a great job with this. Justin Herbert's probably. 15 to one, I would guess right now. Oh, that's good job by me. Oh, you can't parlay them. That's a shame. But a that's seven a to one and 15 to one would be a, a hefty parlay. That's not a crazy call. 
If no, they win the it. AFC West, it's probably happening. It's a done deal, as Breach just noted. I would rather... I, but well, as Brinson said in that last podcast, he does not think the Chiefs are going to lose the AFC West. Yeah, I just, but... I, I mean, I'm, if the Chiefs are around even money, I'm betting the Chiefs to win the AFC West. But we've already determined via the commenters that I'm better with the prop bets than Brinson. So what does he know? Those are not prop bets. <laughs> those are future bets. The one thing I will say back to the guy's question, if Zach Taylor's a good coach, this game is a perfect example of how Zach Taylor coaches. At the end of the first half, it was F minus, please fire him. Second half, it was, this guy is the best coach in the NFL. What in the heck happened? Let's, let's settle down. And so I, I think that I was... He was the best coach. They, they were, let's, I'm going to put words in your mouth, Breach. You were borderline shocked at the adjustments he made at halftime. I was, I, I was as much shocked at the adjustments as I was shocked at how unprepared they looked after they got off their scripted plays off that first possession. They just didn't look ready to play in the first half, which was just shocking. It's a primetime game. It's at home. Fans are fired up because you have the, you're opening your ring honor. You're unveiling that. You're honoring your old Super Bowl team. Like, Is you dad the ring of honor now? No. Oh, that's true. Sure he will be. I wouldn't be on the – I'd be at the game celebrating with the family. If he was By the, the way, Breach, one thing to note, though, and they noted this in the telecast, the Bengals defense was on the field for 87 snaps while Roethlisberger was throwing 15 interceptions last week. So they could be a little winded because they, didn't, they only ran 40 and they, something. And they didn't have play. Jesse Bates, their star safety, right. which just kind of changes the complexion of the defense. So, so I mean, they were, the- they were it, it was a primetime game for sure. But as uh, Pete Prisco pointed out, he's like, Jaguars plus seven and a half is free money. You're a moron. <laughs> he may be kind of right, though. This is a big letdown spot for the Bengals coming off a win over the Steelers, even at home in primetime, short week. And the, again, the concern for me with Zach Taylor is that they weren't prepared for the the concept that Trevor Lawrence might run the read option. They had nothing for it. They didn't do a good job adjusting to it at halftime, and it was a lot less effective. And at halftime, they also started throwing the ball more. I don't know if that was out of game script, like being down 14 nothing and being forced to throw. I tend to think it might have been versus, oh, we can just, uh, we can, you know, beat these guys this way and this is not working. So I guess cautious optimism on Zach Taylor not being. I will say this, whatever your feelings about either team, it was a, it was a fun game to watch. Like we haven't had a bad primetime game yet. It was a great Thursday night game. It was a great Thursday night game. It was a blast. And, and we recapped it right here. Breach, you you get the last thought on Bengals over Jaguars 24 Well, Brinson, you mentioned that I was shocked at halftime adjustments. One reason was because going in this game, this guy's the reverse Sean McVay. He is he was 117 and one in his career, Zach Taylor, when trailing at the half. So like it's pretty unheard of for him to go in, adjust, and the Bengals come out loser, firing in the second half. Uh, but now it's breaking loser wins. And everything's coming up breach, so that means the Bengals are obviously going in the Super Bowl. Guys, I'll go ahead and book all our stuff for LA, and I'll get you some orange and black stripes. Wow. Okay. Just uh, all right, before we get out of here, one uh, shocking poll result here from the <laughs> YouTubes. It, uh, it says 67% of the people believe that no, Ryan Wilson is welching versus 33% of the people who believe that uh, it's Breach's fault that the tattoo hasn't happened. Breach, you're I would say one. the 1% who are, who, who are not recognized here probably understand that Wilson is actually welching in a very breachian way, which is kind of ironic. Wilson's figured out figured out a little loophole to welch without actually being a welcher by putting it on breach, which is exactly what breach usually does with like his bold predictions. I guess whatever. No, Brinson's got the conspiracy theory. He's <laughs> yes, getting out of right. hand. Oh! All right, go uh, go go draw some stuff, breach. Go draw some stuff. 
Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. See you guys on the pick show tomorrow.